Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Gorin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we want to talk to you about assistance, prevention, making sure that you are not contributing to your animal's problems. And for the most part, let's talk about dogs because this came up frequently over the past couple of weeks, and I found myself bringing my horse bail up to people's cars to help their dogs get in and out. And if that only is something that happens when an animal is near me, that's not most of its life. So let's talk about what you can do to make your animal's life not just easier, but safer and healthier. And so that they last longer. Because it's, it's a lot of wear and tear. Jumping in and out of vehicles all the time, jumping in and off beds can be a big, de- can be a big deal. Uh, especially people with very large dogs or the dachshunds, probably one of our classic uh, low back injured dogs because they, they love jumping off high things. And they don't just jump down, they jump out and down. So being able to be aware of this and having some control over their activity can increase their ability to not get hurt and be healthier. Well, here's, here's, it's really important. Here's, here's the thing. If you allow your dog as it's growing to jump down and jam those lower cervical upper thoracic vertebra, you are setting a, a field you're, you're setting an environment for future degenerative changes, neurolo- neurological changes, and loss of function and pain. If your older dog starts to hesitate and say, you know, I really can't jump up, and you go, oh, jump, 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 what you're doing is taking a degenerative condition, a bone-on-bone condition, an arthritic condition, and asking them to create more pressure on it, therefore creating more pain, more inflammation, more damage. So if we're going to allow our animals to be in situations like beds and cars and things that are not natural for them, well then let's at least create an environment that doesn't tax them while we are taking them with us everywhere we go. Yeah, and and some of us have those real high drive dogs and they'll do it no matter what. I mean, they could still be hurting. They could just practically be a fourth degree lameness. And they'll still try to do it because their drive is so high. So do you push them or do you get them to rest? Well, and that's just funny because we have a very low drive dog who says, you know, she's I'm three. There's nothing wrong with me, but I'm not really going to jump in the car. Her sister gets in the car. Wham! Oh, you see all these joints are functioning. So you do want to know your animal. And you don't want to coddle them too much because that doesn't build muscle tone. And therefore, you end up with more pressure on joints. So it's the balance of what kind of activity is going to make them stronger and more supple, and what kind of activity is going to break them down. As, as Hans Selye said, there's stress, which is good for you, which we call you, EU stress, because it builds you, and there's distress, which breaks you down. So we want to stress our dogs in the kindest, healthy building way possible, which 
most of us who do things with our dogs, who ask them to perform, who do agility, who do frisbee, who do all things, realize that there's a lot of building up in order to keep them safe in doing these things. Conversely, there's a lot of us who have trucks, who have very uh, elevated um, cars that are difficult to get out of and have the expectation that the dog can just jump down with no risk. I remember when we got our Newfoundland, the breeder was, don't even let them go up and down stairs for the first year of their life because that contributes to too much stress on growing bones. So, you know, having an awareness of what your dog can do and whether you're doing something that's going to build them or break them is real important. And I think everybody who takes their dog in the car has to have a step down in order not to be part of the problem. Yeah, because like we have a dog that loves the ocean, loves going to the beach, and she's almost 12 years old now. And so she's not six anymore. I can't take that ball and throw as far into the ocean on a rough day as I, as I can. That's not good for her. So what do I do? I throw it into the very, very shallow end where there's hardly any waves. Or I just throw it down along the beach and I don't throw it as hard as I can and as far as I can anymore. I don't want her overextending herself because she will because her drive is there when she has a toy. Her toy drive is really high. A great play drive. But so we right have now, to be the yeah. adult in the relationship. <laughs> yeah. You have to be the adult in the relationship. You have to be the responsible one. And not count on it. So I know that we happen to travel with giant styrofoam blocks that it's easy to put out by the door and create that transition. What I'm looking for, and those of you listening, help me find vendors who make collapsible boxes that are strong enough for a basset hound to come down on, strong enough. We, I mean, we, we have steps that up into the bed. Why? Because it is um, not possible in our household not to have at least three, perhaps four, um, extraneous animals in the bed with us, and we want to make it easy for them. Why? Because they're coming up anyway. Or, as the Jack Russell will do, sit at the edge of the bed and bark until you let her in. So they've trained us very well, and we take the responsibility that as long as we're going to allow this, we're going to do it in a way that doesn't hurt them. So collapsible stairs, as long as they're heavy enough and secure enough for your size beast, is so important. Some dogs will do ramps, and they're very easily collapsible. Ramps are good and bad. You know, if the dog's going to fall off the side of the ramp, you have to know your dog. Also, depending upon if they have any issues, sometimes the downward slope of the ramp can be very load-bearing on the front legs, and a step can be easier. So these are all things that you can fine-tune for yourself. And, you know, there's this is really primarily a canine discussion, and not only a canine discussion. Because if we talk about caring for the human element, we recommend that people get off without landing full feet on concrete and smashing their ankles, their knees, and their hips, and their lumbar spine. We recommend a soft landing, which can be a step down as well as a mounting block to get up. You can use something that is safe to get down on, which means not generally a mounting block, 
but at least a cushioned landing pad and bending your knees. So we actually do care about the human element a little bit, uh, just like we care about the safety of your saws and, and keeping your eyes open for things that are likely to cause damage. Today's rant, though, is about the dogs and the surfaces because I've seen too many dog injuries that are 100% preventable, not from them running into another dog or running into a fence, but their activities of daily living. Yeah, and we live in Florida, so we have tile floors everywhere and hardwood floors everywhere. Those are slick and there's not a lot of cushion when they lie down. So we have dog beds everywhere. I think we have more dog beds in our house than, we definitely have more dog beds than we have human beds. Oh, by, by, by tenfold. Yes, and we have rugs in numerous places. We have a large ottoman that the big dogs like to lie down on. Of course, they use the couch too, but uh, having comfortable places for them to lie down so their bones aren't lying on those hard surfaces. And the carpets help for the slickness because four dogs, four directions, when four dogs, four paws in different directions, when they come speeding in and try to turn a corner, what happens? They can slip and fall and really hurt themselves. So strate strategically placed rugs can make a huge difference in a tile and hardwood floor house. You know, and there's a, a friend of ours who makes toe clips, and Dr. Busby is a phenomenal veterinarian. Toe grips. And toe grips. And they are add-ons to your horses, to your horse, not for your <laughs> horse, for your dog's manicures that stop the slippage and actually were created to help lamenesses in older dogs because they added feeling proprioception awareness to their hind legs. So there's so many ways you can take this once you choose to notice that how you create an environment for your animal has everything to do with how long that animal is going to be comfortable and functional in your care. Yeah. And, and also being in Florida, we're really cautious about taking our dogs out onto hot pavement because you don't realize how hot that pavement can be. Take your shoes off sometime and walk across a parking lot and find out how hot that pavement is. Or even the hot sand at the beach can be really hard on the bottom of their pads and can, can actually cause abrasions, irritations, uh, almost like a sunburn on the bottom of their paws. Oh, and full on, you know, burns, second, third degree burns as well, because the you know, if you can't step on it, it's hurting them. Sometimes they're very willing to run across it, as Dave said, when they're highly motivated. But uh, I have purchased a few pairs of doggy socks for when we went to New Orleans and, and had to walk on the street. You know, you think it through. Absolutely think it through. What environment are you taking your dog in? And how can you make this the healthiest choice possible? And... You know, when you're, when you're thinking about, oh, they're young, well, think about young athletes get hurt frequently. Why? Because they're asking their body to do more than it's ready for, they're not strong enough. And old athletes get hurt because they forget that there's been 20 years since they did, you know, since they last played, ten, I get the amount of humans. So it's like, oh, I played basketball. When was the last time you played? Oh, 25 years ago. I wonder why I sprained my ankle, wrist, neck, 
every part of me. So knowing who your dog is and what it's capable of and how have you created the strength necessary for the task at hand. And just because they could do it yesterday, if your dog hesitates, stops and thinks when it used to just do that's a signal. That dog needs to be evaluated, whether by your primary or your chiropractor or your acupuncturist, massage therapist, that dog needs to be evaluated because as you pay attention, hesitancy is a strong, strong indicator that something isn't functioning correctly. And just, we'll have to slip a thing in for the horse people too. Riding horses that are too young and jumping horses that are too young. Jumping a two-year-old and three-year-old horse when the end plates of their bones have not, their growth plates basically have not closed yet. Till they're six. Yes. <laughs> and, and this can create issues later on in life. Early degenerative processes, or early breakdown in those end plates, loss of bone growth. So it's really important that you take care of that animal and realize that you can't jump them on a daily basis when they're three years old. Right? I mean, then that's the whole thing. It's balance. It's balance what you're asking with their constitution. You know, as to say, well, you know, I hate that now. I'll never let my dog in and out of the car. No, let them in and out of the car with a uh, step up. Not don't jump your horse, but jump your horse three times a week. Use a thin line pad. Do something that's going to mitigate the amount of stress and distress that's going on in those bodies. It's the truth for all of us. You know, you, if you don't analyze the situation before you attempt to do something, that's when you're most likely to be hurt. If you go to reach for something and it's out of range, it's much better to have looked at the situation first and gone, what do I need to stand on? What do I need to have? What do I need to get out of my way before this is a safe situation? You know, and we always think, oh, I'll fix it later. Usually that's after something is broken. So we want to assist you in being, as we talked about last week, chiropractical. The practical way of taking care of your creatures is to be there, be Jiminy Cricket, be their conscience, allow them to enjoy themselves in the most structured way possible because they're going to run into a fence because they're having too much fun. You can't always prevent that, but you can prevent them jumping down onto pebbles from the back of a pickup truck. That's within your ability to change that situation. And another thing that we have in our house that can be dangerous for, for our animals are, are hardwood stairs. They're slick. Uh, the dogs can't get a good grip on them. Uh, if, you're, if their nails get too long, they'll, they'll slip easier. Yeah. And if you have a dog that can't go up the stairs, that's usually a low back problem. If you've got a dog that can't go down the stairs, that's usually a neck issue. So don't push them. Oh, no, we, I, we had that instant um, when I was up a very steep flight of stairs with our little dog. 
And, you know, I've never thought of a problem with my young Jack Russell. I mean, she's eight, which is Jack Russell young. And she got some momentum going down the stairs, missed the last four, and smashed her head into the door. Uh, Looking back on it, it was irresponsible of me to not notice that each step was a foot high. It was a, a very old... And very steep. And, yeah, very a foot steep. high. Old farmhouse. Old farmhouse, two inches wide, one foot deep. I don't... I think uh, Eddie Munster lived there or something. Uh, Herman. I think Herman was the larger-footed <laughs> one. I, I don't understand how this was designed. The bottom line was I should have known better. Fortunately, she was conscious at the bottom of the stairs. I checked her neck. Yes, it was jammed. I checked her shoulders. Yes, it was jammed. We were able to get to it. And, um, you know, I dropped the guilt about 48 hours later because those could have been much worse because I didn't assess the situation prior to allowing her go down the stairs. So, in conclusion, take a look at your environment. Take a look at what you're asking her to do. And if any of you find a good source for collapsible uh, lifts for going in and out of a car, send us a DM, PM, or email because we've been looking uh, in order to help others. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline Podcast.